The content presented in this podcast is intended solely for inspirational purposes and is not health advice. The information shared is not to be construed as psychological advice or treatment provided by health professionals. It's crucial you consult with qualified healthcare providers for any specific psychological concerns or medical conditions, and you're encouraged to exercise your own judgment and discretion when interpreting and implementing any ideas or suggestions presented in this podcast. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Sisterhood Downloads. I am your host, Jacqueline Byrne. And I'm Juliet Thompson. And we are so excited to have you join us as we explore how women can truly thrive with reflection, connection, and community. I am a clinical psychotherapist. And I'm a psychologist and coach, and we are both mothers of young children, as well as being entrepreneurs. We are thrilled you've joined us here at The Sisterhood Downloads. Welcome back to the Sisterhood Downloads. I'm very pleased to have Jacqueline here with me today for our episode that we're likely going to call Stay or Go. (laughs) uh, We're really diving now deep into this idea of relationship and whether you have a healthy relationship with a key person in your life. And we've got some really juicy questions that might help you assess whether you want to stay or go in a key relationship. And we can we can pop these questions uh, in the show notes and I'll put it on our Instagram page when we release this episode. But it's something that I'm sure you've observed as well, Juliet, in talking to people privately, therapeutically, the question arises probably for most of us in a long-term relationship of whether this is enough because we only know what we know. Like how how do you know if that relationship is fully serving you? Are you thinking about whether to end the relationship or whether it's good enough for you? Where do you draw the line? That comes up a lot with people I talk to. Like there might be circumstances where it's pretty obvious that leaving is the the only sensible thing to do. But there's a whole other category of of gray area where people might not be particularly happy, but there's often an, an innate desire to have a mate, to seek companionship. We might have built things with that person, like a family, have financial uh, involvement, like uh, mutual investments, et cetera, that would be very disruptive to let go of. And so being really sure and confident in why you're sure before making a decision can be quite comforting and liberating. And I'm really, really looking forward to diving into that more today. And I think these questions can equally apply to other significant relationships a person might have, whether it be a family relationship, a best friend. So I encourage the listener to think about any relationships in their life where they're questioning whether it's uh, a good relationship for them or not. So Jacqueline, what is that? the first juicy question? First juicy question to ask yourself is that if you're honest, do you want it to be better or is it too far gone? And I see this a lot, even funnily enough, you bring up friendships, but one narrative I notice showing up for a lot of people is that because they've been friends with someone for a long time, they have to keep being friends with them. They've been friends since kindergarten. So how do you not be friends with someone? Oh, that was my maid of honor. So that's a given. It just has to continue, even though there's maybe not a lot of life-giving energy or affirmation that is experienced in that connection. Sometimes we might have been in denial or avoiding the question or not even aware that we were allowed to ask the question of whether we wanted this relationship to continue. 
so that by the time it's coming up and I know this often comes up in couples therapy where by the time the couple get to the couch it might be too far gone because mm. they it would have been helpful five years ago but now there's so much resentment there's so much hurt that it's not possible to bring that back to a place of positive regard and I think key in this question is if you're honest and that takes a lot of reflection so there might be resentment there might be hurt present but that doesn't mean that you can't heal from that but sometimes when you deeply reflect you may understand yourself enough to say i am so deeply broken or hurt with this i i don't want to fix this there's a deep part of me that not i doesn't want this to be better so that's that's a nice first one to ask yourself okay mm. Yes. And when you said that, I, I thought even just the, like, if you had a vision of you and that person laughing together, being happy together, maybe being away together somewhere, does that even fill your heart with joy anymore? Or is it a bit sort of like, oh, I wouldn't ever want it to be them anymore. That's a, that's an mm. interesting image. The second question is what specifically would need to change in order for it to work for you? And in what time frame would this need to happen? Yeah, the specifically one is the important thing there because when people talk about relationships that are not working, it can be really hard to pinpoint what it is behaviorally that needs to change. So it it's very easy to say, well, I want them to love me more or I want them to want me more or be more considerate. I don't know, whatever it is. But then I think when we, what we call operationalize that, when you actually get clear on what would that look like? If, if they loved you more, how would you know what behaviors are linked to that? That is, that is really important. It's hard actually to go from a feeling and through that process though, sometimes people realize that what they thought they wanted to change is actually different from what they really want to be changed in that. Precisely. And if we're communicating to a mate or a friend, like, I'm just not happy anymore, or I just don't feel like we're connected anymore. That can be useful to say, but there's not much context for the other person to go off of from that. And it can be hard to know what the next steps are for both of you to know what the next steps are. So even practically thinking through, you know, I need us to be spending more time together. I need it to be at least us talking once a week, coming together and, and having a conversation once a week for me to feel part of your world and for you to, for it to feel like you're invested in my world. Or I need financially things to be structured differently between us so that I feel more respected or I have more freedom. That would be something really useful to go away and make a list about before talking with your partner or the person in the relationship with you so that you can be really clear by the time you bring that to them. That's right, because when we talk about big feelings and complex, nuanced feelings, the other person can interpret that in such different ways. But when we're really clear and specific, it teaches the person how we think and how we want our needs met. So when someone says, I want you to love me more, a person can be specific behaviorally with that vastly differently. And it's about teaching your um, significant other, whether it's a friendship, you know, love partner, whatnot, that um, how you process and see that. So question number three, has there ever existed a version of the relationship 
that has truly worked. This is a cracker one, I think, Jacqueline, really asking that question of when you first entered this relationship, was it in a state of this is this is okay, but we can make this better. And when we make this better, it's going to be the relationship I want. Exactly. We we may well fall in love with somebody's potential or glimpses of something that we saw, which we got attached to more than the the bulk of data that was shown in, in what the relationship was actually forming to be. And it might have also been something like the idea of trauma bonding where maybe you or they or both of you were going through a really hard time and it felt like an intense connection and it felt like there was a lot of love and support there and you understood that to be something that felt like a really good foundation for going forward. But in hindsight, that might not have been um, healthy or didn't have, it's not healthy for that way of relating to continue. And if the relationship hasn't evolved beyond that or become something that can work differently in a new life situation, that might be a red flag. Another way to think about that is maybe there's been circumstances at the beginning of a relationship that have been less than ideal. And the thought pattern is, well, you know, when this person gets a job, things will be different. Or when we're secure in a house and when we have a family, things will be be different. And whilst on surface level, that's so understandable. It might seem that way if you really reflect and you've actually never had a time where it's truly worked, that's a big red flag. So something to keep in mind in talking about flags, these questions are going to help you uncover how you really feel and might, what you want to do. There's no hard yeses or nos. You know, if one question there's a hard yes or no, it doesn't mean that, right, this relationship can't go forward. These are pointing, these are like little guideposts suggesting and pointing into a certain direction. So the next question, Jacqueline. Question four, um, beyond love, and I'll unpack this a bit more, but love itself is not enough. Is there trust, respect, and admiration? So what we mean by love not being enough is that part of what our what romance culture has taught us is that love will conquer all. And you could fall in love with someone that lives on the other side of the world and that'll totally work because you love each other. And the reality of living is that our level of needs and how we are able to feel met in those needs might mean that even though we deeply, deeply care for somebody, we love somebody, continuing that relationship is not in our best interests. And if you were to come from the perspective of most deeply caring about all that you are and and your full potential in life, can you thrive alongside this person? Can you can you cultivate dreams alongside this person? And if there are too many challenges in the compatibility piece, that compatibility is so underrated. Compatibility makes love easier and it means there's a lot more margin for error. There's a lot more credit in the bank to get you through other challenges. If there's too many compromises, then there will be a relational fatigue and love will not be enough to override that. But I like the words trust, respect, and admiration in this context, because maybe we've also become a bit desensitized to what love means. We're so used to saying to a partner, maybe particularly a long-term friend or partner, 
you know, I love you. And of course I love them. That's my best friend of so many years or my spouse. But if we swapped out love for say admiration, do you really like who that person is? Do you believe in what they bring to the world? Do you deeply trust them? Do you respect them? And that might offer a slightly different perspective than almost that automated tick of like, yeah, I love them. Of course I love them. I have to admit I've had a certain song running through my head as you've been speaking, the What Is Love, the 1993 song What Is Love by Hathaway. That's been the theme song of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But it it really is this question of sometimes what is love, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. Yes, Um, that's a big question. Yeah, that is a big question. So question number five, if I had the choice to break up and skip the aftermath, so perhaps that's fast forwarding six months or however long, would I want that? So this question is really speaking to the idea of avoidance or aversion to the negative feelings and situation that may happen because of the breakup. Whilst that is understandable, everyone wants to avoid pain and suffering that would come from a, a, a situation or a breakup, it's not going to be a sustainable, healthy reason to continue a relationship. Yes, absolutely agree with what you've said and the the avoidance of pain. And I would add that I really do think sometimes it's appropriate to not make major life changes in certain circumstances. Like if you are in an incredibly stressful situation or your health, physical health, mental health is in a, a very fragile state, having a huge breakup might you might genuinely know that you don't have the threshold to tolerate that and stay safe. And making that call is absolutely okay. So it's short-term versus long-term. Exactly. Yes. What this question is highlighting is with that said, if it's a situation where I just don't want to do it this month, or we've got that event coming up and it would just be so much less awkward if we just go together. And then maybe after that, oh, but now it's Christmas time. And uh-huh. that is our, but our mutual friends are having this thing and and that it it brings us into question six, which is what is it like for me now? And do I want this to continue for years? So if you knew that the way it is, is the way it's going to be, what you've gotten for the, so let's say the last 12 months, last 18 months, if you stay with this person, it's going to be that on repeat for the rest of your life. Is that okay with you? Is that acceptable? And if the answer is no, then maybe, maybe it isn't the right timing to do it today or this week. But there ultimately is a choice being made of life will pass us by and the years will go by very quickly. And in that time is lost opportunity if you're staying in a situation that you can't thrive in. For that last question, Jacqueline, what what do you think about the idea of um, hope for change? Mm. So if someone doesn't want to stay in the relationship now, but there is a chance for change. What what do you think about that? As in like the other person might change or the relationship yeah. might change. Yeah. So let's say they're yeah. in counseling or they're having these conversations. I'll be quite pragmatic with my answer actually. I would I would diarize a use by date and consider to give especially if you're in a peak of change, like you have just begun counseling or they have just gotten a job and that might really change everything or you want to see how something plays out, maybe give it six months to honor the time you've had together and and really see whether that's going to be adequate. 
it's funny because one of the first things that came to mind when you asked me that question is that like I am someone that deeply believes in the the power of uh, the potential, sorry, of human change, or I would be in the wrong industry. But also I know how difficult it is for people to change. And if we've seen patterns that have been playing out for years, the chances of that continuing are a lot higher than the chances of something radically different moving into the space of that. I couldn't agree more. I think that uh, there are some really, really interesting questions to ask yourself if you're in a relationship that you're concerned is not making you happy or you're confused about whether to end or stay in a relationship. Any final thoughts, Jacqueline? I did want to come back to what you mentioned that this isn't a quick quiz, like more than three out of six score means leave tonight. It's it's not a not a simplistic process. People are complicated, relationships are complicated. And my hope is that this just nudges listeners towards more clarity and do seek out someone to speak to professionally, ideally, that can hold a space without an agenda and has developed listening skills and the skills to listen to the truth that might be emerging from you that you're even struggling to hear. If you're if you're really considering ending something significant, having even a few therapy sessions around that could be incredibly protective for your future self as well to know that I really did think outside the box. I really did explore all avenues that were available to me at the time. And I can be really sure, even if that's to choose to stay. Very, very wise words. So we'll leave you with with those amazing questions, listeners. And until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.